why not? I'm taking a drink of beer. Somebody has to say something. Why not start with sexy sax man? There's a sex the sax man. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Fatality Podcast, brought to you by us over at A2ZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I'm a fighter for truth, justice, and the American way, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who uses Windex as aftershave. It's Mark. Hey, guys. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 1987's The Lost Boys, which was a Jake pick, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, you're yep. right. And we will dive all the way into that real soon, and fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of it. Uh, and if you like what we do and want to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror. That's A-T-O-Z horror. And uh, check out some of the cool benefits and perks you get for being a patron. Perks like, this is for every single tier, you get to vote on who loses beers for fears, and the loser has to watch a movie of the patron's choice. Uh, well, you get to vote. I don't know that you actually get to populate the list. And speaking of that, Ooh. our inaugural mm. poll, the tally is in. We all lost, boys. It was it was an even three-way split. That seems so rigged. accurate. It's rigged. <laughs> it's rigged. So we will all be watching a movie of the patron's choice. If you want to get on that action on who wins and what movie the loser has to watch, head over to patreon.com slash A to C horror. Uh, and if you can't right now, you can't swing it, don't have the cash, that's absolutely fine. Uh, we just appreciate that you're listening to the podcast. But for now, we'd better do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hi, Jack. What beers did you pick for your fears? Uh, It's kind of a hard movie to beer. I think we should start bit. there. Yeah, it, it is. is a little bit. This it could should... be a Wines for the I Times movie. I wasn't expecting it to be hard. Neither. It could be a Wines for the Times movie. There's a little bit of wine-ish Possible. expectations. Wine-ish expectations. Uh, I went with a beer that, to me, is just the most Californian-looking beer that had a name that was applicable. Uh, Modern Times makes absolutely the most Californian-looking cans you could possibly find. They're tall. They're white. They have those stripes that you see around the seaside. This one's called Booming Rollers. The Lost Boys do a lot of rolling around on their bikes. <laughs> yes, they booming do. around Santa Carla. I, I will say it wrong at least once it's, in this episode. Yeah, it's not Santa, Santa Clara. Clarita. Not that I think either. It's supposed oh, okay. to be. I think it's supposed to be Santa Cruz. I thought it was supposed to be Santa Clara. I don't know which one it's supposed to be. It's Santa Carla in the movie. Murder capital of the world. Uh, yeah, whatever. They boom around and roll, and it's in California, so I got a Californian Oceanside-looking beer by a brewery that is that. They're in San Diego, so it's a bit away, but whatever. Yeah, it's not great, but it's not that bad either. <laughs> you're murder looking capital, at me. You're, murder you're capital me of the world, dude. You're giving me a whole look here. I yeah. am drinking a Pacific Wonderland lager by the Deschutes Brewery. That's the Northwest. Well, they wander in. This is a movie about a family that wanders from Phoenix, Arizona. To a Pacific Wonderland. Wonderlands don't always have to be good, Jake. They just have to be full of wonder. And this particular one is full of wonder. I suppose. And it's a whole I situation. Down I typically there. think about it being good, but it'd be you know. fantastic if it weren't for all the fucking vampires. Yeah. So I think it fits very well. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna give you what I think would make it better. Fuck you. I'm not helping you. <laughs> hey, Mark. <laughs> I have two because it's two for two times Tuesday over here. Um. So the first one. I did not go the California route. I'd like to revisit two for two times Tuesday. Yeah. Two for two times Tuesday? Mark is T minus 11 minutes until totally obliterated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's true because of the thing I'm going to start with. You'll see in a minute. 
that's another one I'm talking about first. The first one I'm talking about is uh, Killer Gl- Killer Grove Blood Orange Wheat Ale from Talisman Brewing up in Ogden. Because um, of blood. So Killer Grove specifically because of the like basically only major like massacre scene in this one, wherein like just random other civilians are killed, where the group of four dudes goes down on the partiers in their grove and kills them all. Right? The phrasing. Lost Boys. Phrasing. Yeah, the Lost Boys. <laughs> and, yeah, fr- phrasing. I mean, also that. No, they go they go down from the hillside. <laughs> I'm so phrasing. glad phrasing's back. Yeah. <laughs> phrasing. Uh, also notably, it's a blood orange, Weedale, and uh, this movie has themes pertaining to blood. Thanks. Uh, that's that's the beer I'm drinking. The other one, not necessarily a beer. Um, but I think Party I... wine cooler. <laughs> Is it a 40? No, that would still be beer. I guess it would be malt, whatever. Malt Um, liquor. No, I think I perfectly captured this movie in a can. (laughs) So this movie is about four crazy kids who go out, and if you hang out with them for an evening, man, you wake up really, really in a bad way. And beyond that, they're a little fruity. I'm drinking a Four loco fruit punch. Okay, couple Mark things. Okay. Explain the fruity comment. Did you see them? They look like Motley Crue, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Court of public Mark, opinion, I think Mark, we'll see that I'm telling what. I think you win. I, I don't, but... I do. But <laughs> our cool. patrons will bear that it. out. Now, in other Good news... Work, dude. Are there... So Four loco used to contain both caffeine and booze. Then the government got all up in its business... Now I understand there to be caffeinated Four Locos and booze-heavy Four Locos. Which one did you get? Uh, Booze-heavy. I don't see any caffeine on this. I hope there's no caffeine in this because i got to sleep later. <laughs> Jesus but it Christ. is 10% it is alcohol 630 by 6.30 p.m. 10%? <laughs> 10%. And this thing is massive. Uh, I do not How see many? actual milliliters on it, but this is basically a bomber of 10% Four Milliliters. <laughs> <laughs> for our international <laughs> listeners. Uh, well, the, the point that I'm getting at here is that uh, there are four loco kids running around. Yeah, I got it, Mark. Yep. yep. Nailed it. The Lost Boys. Do you, you get it? Do you, do you get, I get it? it. Do oh, you here get it is. It, it is one point one pint seven and a half fluid ounces. Or 23 and a half fluid ounces. <laughs> what a weird way to say that. <laughs> That's how they have it That's fucking how they, Yeah, they do that all the time. It's like one pint, one ounce, and you're like, what? <laughs> 17 ounces? 23 but and drinking, a half fluid ounces. Thank you, Mark. But drinking beer oh. and possibly four locos might not have been the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. Jake, what else has been rocking your horror oh. world while my voice breaks over here? Boy, I watched two movies. One was a lost bet movie that Jack lost a bet and then gave it to me. I somehow. Jedi mind trick you into you taking my bet. You one past the goal. Yeah, yeah I sure amazing. did. Uh, yeah, I watched Shin Godzilla. I don't know how it had been as long since it was released as it had been. and That was a garbage sentence until i watched it <laughs> we're, we're moving past it okay oh um, god damn this tastes like cough syrup <laughs> mark's drinking his four loco enjoy i mean you'll find that you actually lose because you're drinking the four loco yeah <laughs> so here's the deal um this movie was both a great viewing experience and not a great viewing experience it manages to coexist in that <laughs> weird sort of ether uh this movie isn't very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's it also awesome. Really, it didn't really scratch the kaiju. Godzilla is in this movie for all of, like, 11 seconds, and the movie is fucking two hours long. I That's not true. Forgot. 
everything Mark said about this movie until I started watching it, and then I remembered almost everything he had said. <laughs> there are so many instances in this movie where it's throwing up like its explanations. They're so fast, thing. and they jet by. And the, it gets worse and worse throughout the movie. There's favorite. like... <laughs> it's an explanation of something that takes up the entirety of the screen at one point. I tried to pause it and take a picture, but then I was too lazy. The cuts are also inscrutable in this oh movie. My There's God. so many cuts. Yeah, it, it definitely has sequences where it reminds me of like the Shaun of the Dead comedic <laughs> action that's, shots. That's yeah. the movie. That's this movie. Uh, Godzilla also... So it's weird. Godzilla looks very interesting the whole time. Sometimes real garbage looking. Other times... Not as garbage, but just off? I don't know. It looked really weird. Um, but I think that it does hit the more foreboding tone that you kind of get. Like, hey, this is back to like the nuclear origin. These people are fucked. There's more of the original horror that you get from the, like, the go-way-back-in-time kaiju that Toho originally put out. I like seeing that as opposed to almost anything we'd seen recently that's for damn sure yeah i think you should see this if you're into kaiju i had a great time but it can exist as a great time and, and bad also movie. be real bad <laughs> yeah uh not a great movie but it's one that i would recommend if you're remotely interested in godzilla and you haven't seen it you need to because you're not getting any better in that way yeah. I, I, I said think it perfectly captures the feeling that you got watching like old school kaiju movies where they are does, definitely yeah. not good but they are fun as hell <laughs> Yeah, it Absolutely. does do that. Yeah. I, it, it's just it's also just too long. I don't <laughs> well, think Godzilla spends true. enough time on screen. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, he's more than eleven seconds, but it is, or she's more than eleven seconds, but it is too long. The movie, not the length of time Godzilla is <laughs> on the screen for. I've really mangled that. What's your other movie? Every sentence is just poor. <laughs> um, if I told you guys uh, that there's a new movie out by the director of uh, Thanks Killing, what would you say? Uh, no thank you. I'd say, well, uh, thank you next. What's the Ariana Grande song? Thank you, next, next. Sure, it, you'd say that. Yeah. So there's a new movie out by the director of Thanks Killing, and that movie's called The Headhunter. <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> um, This movie is not like that movie. <laughs> this movie... <laughs> That's as the I think best you could, compliment you could give it. As I think you could tell from the trailer, I was really excited for this one we, when we saw the trailer for it. I think it was two months ago now. Someone's going to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure... It was in April's HRR. Yeah, it, yeah, this promised to scratch the itch that I commonly have, where it's like, I want to see a movie that focuses on a small cast, in this case, a cast of what appeared to be one person, uh, and just let it build atmosphere. This is not a spoilery section, so I'm going to avoid having to say much about this General movie. gist of the movie, though, for people who might General not General gist of the movie is there is a guy who exists Hold in up. medieval times, and he is a literal headhunter. He hunts monsters for their heads, and he does so at... It's like his occupation for some mysterious kingdom that he's in. That's what he does. Okay. He kills monsters. Yeah. Uh, he's the only guy in this movie. It, it was exactly what the trailer promised in that regard, but have, then... Wait, I have a question. Are you saying Why that are you insisting you interrupt? Surrounded <laughs> by a cast of women, or is he the only human being in this movie? He's the only human being in this movie. Oh, okay. Mm. I feel like it's a massive spoiler, so cool. Thanks for dropping that one. Well, he's also making a weird face and nod I, like it might not be true I, also, so no, I, I think we have an unreliable narrator shifty? situation he's here. Being he's being very shifty. I don't think it much matters. He is the only guy. Uh, there are sequences where his daughter is involved. We'll say that. Okay. 
Got I'm it. not going to get spoilery, but there is a substantial part of this movie that you are not expecting. And it is awesome. This is <laughs> okay. one of my favorite horror movies that I have seen in a little while. Wow. Um, How'd you I, watch it? I loved it. I rented it on Amazon Prime for Amazon like six Prime. bucks. Yeah. Uh, six yeah. bones. Yeah. I mean, it's new. It's Oof. brand new. So you're going to have to pay Oof. if you want that HD. So Which you really wanted you to see this then? What I did. I, I did. I guess I, did I didn't realize see this it. was so high on your list. Well, it was a dark horse, but it like I said, it, it fills that area that I typically look for in movies that I come out the other end having enjoyed, and I would say that for the most part it fit that bill. Um, another thing that I'll say about this movie, it was made for like $30,000, and I think the hmm. f- longer we go throughout this exercise, the more I gain an appreciation for movies that do a lot with a little. This movie looks really good. There are instances where you can tell that they're on a budget for sure, but you can do so much if you are just smart about it and you focus on the right things. This movie both shows you really awesome stuff from a practical standpoint. I don't think that's any sort of spoiler. You see some of it in the trailer. And at the same time, it's kind of a masterclass in what you don't need to show someone to still give them a good viewing experience when you're a little bit strapped for cash. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's also an hour and 10 minutes long. Nice. That's rad. (laughs) Including credits. So it gets in, it gets out, it gets to the point, and I think it actually makes its mark. So definitely one of my favorites of the year so far. We're only like halfway through, but I would give it a hard recommend to almost anyone who likes horror. If you don't like slow burns, might not be quite your cup of tea, but hey. Not bad. Hard recommend from this guy. Okay, wow. So I've got two things that are not uh, movie-related. Wonderful, Jack. One thing that is are movie related. Horror related, or are you just uh, one of the two is. One okay, of the two on. is not. Can cool. you can you start with the not movie, not horror thing, yep. please? On it, but it horrified me, man. Oh, God, on my fucking way into the podcasting studio today, which is my house, <laughs> my fucking next door. To, actually, you We're know doing what? This again, I've, I've gonna, already heard. I, this. I've already told Jacob. I'm going to save this for page. This is Patreon exclusive content because I'm going to drop some names and some very hot takes about some individuals. So wow, fucking. If you I'm want, sure that the Patreon content that's what they want. Yep. Don't give a shit. <laughs> if you want to hear me scream about horrifying things my neighbor's doing to me. Well, someone who is considering just decided not to. Yeah, okay, you. good. Well, you know. That is optional um, content. We should put that out there. That's optional content for you listening. <laughs> no, you have to listen. <laughs> if you give us money, you must listen. Okay, so beyond that, which uh, is a whole thing, but I'm still worked up about you it. You gotta move past I it. I can't, man. Okay. You have to. The other thing's upsetting me too, but it is horror related. Okay. It's the re-release of New Coke. Because of Stranger Things. What's new, Coke? Take me back. Okay. We're going back, back, back in time, a la Drumline. Thank you. New Coke was a thing that Coca-Cola did uh, to try and like reinvent itself. Uh, and it had a new formula, and it was terrible. It was in the 80s, and it was the worst thing ever. And they tried to do a Pepsi it. thing. So then they went back to Coke Classic, and then yeah. eventually they just dropped the Coke Classic yeah. and they stayed the same as they always were. They tried to compete on the same legs as, as Pepsi when Pepsi was kicking ass, and they were like, oh, that's not what you should do as an intelligent brand. So they decided to not do that anymore. Yes. They're doing that again. In recent promotional footage for the new Stranger Things season, there okay. are some aspects of of new wow. coke you can see like they reference it or they they well that was the time show period, it right yeah absolutely well i think it makes way more sense now now it's like harkening back to a fuck up that they made in the past which actually makes it cool it makes sense that they're doing it on stranger things yeah but coke had this press release ready to go that we're now sure. re-releasing new coke yeah 
Yeah. A little too quickly, I'm worried about a potential partnership, Coca-Cola controlling Stranger Things, some kind of money You're going to have in. some product placement, dude. Well, I'm fine with product placement. And to be clear, I don't hate the concept of referencing it. I'm just concerned at how quickly the press release came out. I don't know. You remember when Star Wars Episode One came out and Pepsi had those cans with the characters <laughs> on them? <laughs> yeah, they were awesome. Kind of. Yeah, that that was like the most memorable soda partnership of my life. I don't know why. <laughs> they they really ruined the uh, the integrity of Star Wars Episode <laughs> One. I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> that's what it. That's what. That's that what was the did. problem. That was the problem. In any case, but uh, in cool news, there is new Stranger Things stuff, and it all still looks awesome. So I don't know. I'm hopeful, but I'm worried and I'm paranoid and. I wouldn't I'm, be paranoid. I'm really worked up about this neighbor situation, man. Yeah, you got to stop. Oh, okay. I also wouldn't lose it. And a wink of sleep over this Coke thing. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. fine. You're not me. Um, the movie I watched, I got to talking about this on the Patreon exclusive cast that dropped, uh, as, actually, as we're recording this. But we talked about the movie Black Mountain Side on that a little bit. So we were talking about again. reinventions, reimaginings. I got it in my head, and we're ostensibly nearing the release of uh, Hammer of the Gods, Shostakovsky's oh, new film. We don't know. We need from to, a Farewell we need to, to Kings. To to so, yeah, we, we got to figure that out. But yeah. in any case, felt like a good time to revisit uh, Black Mountain Side. Haven't seen it in a little bit, so I checked it the fuck out. Boys, it still holds up. It's still a very good film. <laughs> How many <laughs> times a year do you watch that movie? Maybe once. This is like the fifth total time I've seen it. Sixth, maybe. Okay. It came out two years ago, three years ago? Three now. Yeah, three. All right. Um, I will say though that I was reading the Wikipedia page on it, and I have I have a question for you boys. Okay. okay. Um, it comes up on its Wikipedia page that it's one of an increasingly popular type of horror movies talking about the effects of global warming and Arctic thaw, okay. and then it says, "quote The other honorable mentions are Eli Roth's The Green Inferno, which fine, whatever, I haven't seen it, and Mark Duplass's Creep." <laughs> is Mark Duplass's <laughs> creep about global warming and Arctic melt? What? I bet Mark Duplass entered that. <laughs> Wily bastard. That fucking maniac. Wily bastard. <laughs> so, just thought that was interesting. It's but really sunny in that last scene, you know, with the sun on the lake. It's global warming, <laughs> I think. Yeah. But can't say it enough. Black Mountainside is a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it yet, you absolutely should. Go buy it on Amazon. It's great. The wolf mask is a symbol for the wolf jack, and the wolf is a symbol for animals that run in the snow. That's true. In the and Arctic, you know what other true. type of animal runs in the snow? Polar bears. And they're affected by global warming. So we did Boom. it. Growler bears. There. But without global warming, we wouldn't have growler bears, Mark. I don't know what that is. A non-breeding subspecies of bear that's a polar bear-grizzly bear hybrid, and it's apparently the most bloodthirsty motherfucker who's ever lived. But it's also not clear that it's real at this point. So a lot of, lot of things going it's on like with the, the growler bear. Is there a horror movie made about it? Nope. Oh. Well, that would be the next one on that list, wouldn't it? It sure would. Hey, Mark, what's been rocking your horror world? I feel like I've been talking forever. That's because you decided to spend a bunch of fucking time talking about how quickly Coke released a press release. I'm very worked up, Mark. (laughs) I can tell. It's going to be a great episode. I watched Happy Death Day to you from 2018. Yeah, it's a good movie. Is it? (laughs) <laughs> is it I liked that? it. It's more sci-fi than horror, but I still enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. it's a lot less good than Happy Death Day. Mark, is it sci-fi? Um, no. <laughs> more so than horror. Uh, in so the way that Russian thing. Doll is sci-fi. It is it is definitely still entertaining. You get I I think this is fine one to watch like once, I guess. Um, but this movie goes like hard into two things. One is the like emotional weight 
of all of the characters having to deal with this day over and over and over again. And it leads to them having these like, you know, personal epiphanies of you can't live other people's lives and all this other bullshit. And it's like, literally this, that is not, that's not the point that this movie is trying to, it, it actively is arguing against itself. It's one of the, like the least philosophically sound movies I think I've ever seen. It's incredibly <laughs> shallow. They're trying to do what Bill Murray wanted to do to Groundhog Day of like, I want to show psychological torture of this man over the decades he has to spend doing it. And then uh, uh, Acro Ramus was like, no, of course not. That's not what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. So you have these people who are like in the within the film, they're super tortured and like moody and upset over things. And like as a viewer, you're just like, yeah, but couldn't you just like not do that? Like, couldn't, couldn't you just be OK with this? It's it's a very I don't know. I the emotional impact thing did not resonate with me. The second thing it does is science, which I think is what you're getting at with the sci-fi angle. And that shit is hot nonsense. It it's preposterous. They I think they create I'm going to get a I I whatever. I'm going to get like very minor spoilery about the 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 plot here, but the plot's not what you're watching this for. They create a time bubble by shooting lasers at a metal sphere to cool it down to zero Kelvin. Yep. I love it. I No, that's why I, I had fun with that because like, I was like, obviously this is basic nonsense. They're not going for realistic. I thought that was a joke. I really did. Well, it was a joke. Um, you just got a problem with jokes? One. You're not very funny. <laughs> I mean, look, I... And this is this will be shown in my next pick, but I am one for absolutely bonkers science. I fucking love that shit. If you can pull it off, it's great. But like, there's a substantial amount of this movie that is just dedicated to them solving algorithms, you know, or just like trying to solve the science. If the science is just a backup thing that you're just like, don't take it for granted. This is just how it works. Shut up. Don't think too much about it. That's fine. If it's like a substantial amount of your movie trying to explain the science, then I get less into it. Sure. I guess I didn't really get that vibe from it when I watched it. They really spent that much time trying to explain it. I, yeah, I mean, it's a weird it's a weird line that they walk, because it's not like they're trying to explain it. And I do think they are kind of leaning into how absurd it is, because obviously they have to come up with some type of mechanism to create a time wobble. But... Also, it does. It wore a little thin toward the end, is all I'm saying. I still think I kind of fundamentally enjoyed watching this movie because it is what it is. It's a slasher Groundhog Day, whatever. And that main actress who plays uh, Tree, Tree is charming as fuck. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole cast is, is pretty solid here. Um, and you do get, like, the nice multiple twist ending drenched with drama and daytime soap opera acting. It's it. I mean, wow. look, it's a good blockbuster entertaining movie, but don't go in expecting like anything. <laughs> Just let it be Fair what enough. it is. Zero expectations. Now, what is this other film you referenced that you picked? So I wanted to go back to the 1980s to get into the mindset for lost boys. Um, and this one just stumbled across my Amazon Prime free streaming list thing. And I'd heard about it. I know it has a cult following. I'd never seen it. I'm curious if either of you guys have seen it. I watched Chopping Mall. I've never even heard of it. I've heard of it. I've not seen it. Okay. It, this, is a, this is a yes. This is a yes, Mark. You've heard of it, but you haven't seen it. This is a yes. I don't know what that means. This is a Yes. <laughs> Yes. You're just approving of the thing that I watched without yep. having seen it? Yep. 
Okay. I've heard it's awesome. I just haven't gotten around to it. Jake is losing his mind today, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> My mind Listeners, is... Listeners, I know you weren't privy to our group chat that we keep for this uh, particular podcast, but it was asinine today. <laughs> We've determined you know. that the carbon monoxide leak is coming from inside Jake's brain. <laughs> I produce it, and I also experience it. Okay, so first selling point, this movie is 76 minutes long, so it's just a hair longer than Jake's headhunter thing. But here's the 30,000-foot here's the view. A bunch of horny teenagers, this is 1986, I'll remind you, a bunch of horny teenagers are locked in a shopping mall uh, and being hunted by the murderous robots who are tasked with patrolling the shopping mall after hours as security. Why are they murderous? Because they were hit by lightning. That's it. That's the whole premise of the movie. That's it. That's all there is. Nice. I love it. <laughs> um, part of the charm of this movie is the design of the robots, which are basically like... God, I wish I was better at painting word pictures, but they're basically like rolling tanks with the stereotypical visor thing. Do you remember the robot pal that the ra- the Power Rangers had in like season two, season three? Are you talking about Alpha? Alpha, yeah. Do you remember Alpha was Alpha? in season one, you motherfucker. Okay, well, I think he, was, he stayed until season two or three. Oh, he stayed until like season that's seven. Highly there you go. Ag- that's highly aggressive for that. <laughs> well, come aye, aye, aye. Wow. Aye, 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 aye. Do you remember, so you remember Alpha's head, that kind of like disc thing with the just the lights on it? Yeah. I want you to take that off of his head and put it on top of one of those like, do you remember those individual saunas that people had in like the 1930s where it was just like your head sticking out? <laughs> yes, I actually do for some reason. Okay. I don't so, remember them, but I know what you're talking about. So take Alpha's head and put it on one of those saunas and then put that sauna on tank tracks. I see why these teams were so horny. <laughs> and that's the security bot that you got walking around the chopping mall. Uh, this is a an objectively terrible movie, um, but it's also one of those like this is this is the type of B horror that people are talking about when they talk about B horror that's charming uh, that they like to watch. Yeah, but this is this, this is a fantastic. guilty pleasure movie. Mark, yeah. were there breasts available in this movie? Oh, breasts aplenty. Yes, yep. thought yeah. so. Yeah, Barbara Crampton in this movie. Is a veritable cornucopia. Oh, yeah. I think Barbara Crampton. She's rad. Uh, yeah. So if you want to watch this, if this sounds like it's right up your alley, Amazon Prime, free streaming. If you got it, then, you know, go for it. Why not? Amazon Prime is, I don't know if this is just a recent release, but I feel like they've really upped their game lately. I've been looking at it, and they randomly now I see all these movies that I've added to my watch list that will I will certainly be talking to you about in the next two months. <laughs> sounds good, buddy. Yeah. I can't wait to see where that leads. But for now, we've got to go to the feature presentation. Okay. Over at ADTHorror.com this week, we watched 1987's The Lost Boys, which was a Jake pick. Yep. Uh, now, I know that Jake has seen this before. I know I've seen this before. And I know Mark has seen it before because, Mark, did Jake just make you watch this recently? What happened there? What? No, this was on my list of movies. I re-upped my New Year's resolution from last year to get back and watch stuff from, like, previous decades that I still had never seen, my blind spots. Okay. Uh, this was a blind spot until, I can't remember when I watched it, maybe January, February this year. And I Whoa, this year? Yeah, oh, yeah it, it might have been this late year. last year. I don't know. It was within the last six months. Give I think time. it was post-Omnibus. Wow. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> and then Jake picked it, so you got to You're watch it twice. Welcome. Yeah, wait, why am I well? I did that to myself the first time, and then you just did it again, which I guess exactly. I'll still take a you're welcome on that one, but. 
I don't see what's confusing about what I said. A lot. Nothing. A lot Nothing was confusing, confusing about it. <laughs> <Nothing>. Yeah, to <laughs> clarify, Jake, almost everything you've said so far is confusing. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're getting real dumb, You'll guy. find that it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of us have seen this before. Is anybody in the post-five-times club for this viewing movie? Post? Words? Yeah, have you seen this more than five Surpassed. times? You're, you're transferring your stupid to me. It's bad. I'm telling you, the carbon dioxide is not coming from my brain. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. I just wanted to make sure. I think this is the third time I've seen this. But that's about right for me. Yeah. Yeah. Second time for Mark, I'm guessing. Correct. I think this would be a hard movie to watch that many times. I think, fuck you. I disagree with that. Okay. Yeah. We'll flesh that out in a minute. We the will. Feld, man. The whole purpose of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, Jake, you picked this movie. You yeah. know what that means. You're going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds around the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Family moves in with their grandpa in a shithole town in California because their mom's gotten a divorce and they're dead broke, so they have to. Uh, they start kicking around town, and the sons do what they do. They get involved in things. The older son gets in with a crowd of these fucking crazy guys, and guess what? He gets turned into a vampire. The rest of the movie is basically the younger son trying to help him not be a vampire and get lost to the void. And the younger son befriends some vampire hunters. Finally, they kill them. They have to track down the main vampire to kill all, all the vampires, and they do at the very end of the movie, and that's pretty all that happens. That might be one of the most effective 30-second plot synopses. You kind of got all of it. You kind of got to the end. I did get to the end, yes. Thank you. Yeah, which yeah. is something I strive for every week, buddy. You did it last week. <laughs> I did. It was, it was hard. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a hard. surprisingly big challenge to do. We do hard things. Yeah, listener, you try it. <laughs> you did miss the part where the click where the kid sings Clarence Frogman Henry in the tub. You're right. And that's the most important <laughs> that's plot insulting. Point to me. I should I have done that. I had for- completely forgotten about that. I should have that. done that. That's insulting. Yeah, yeah I'm that sorry. is frankly I'd like insulting. to issue a formal apology. Can you layer some music? Prepare in? it for Yeah, you got it ready? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Good one. It was very formal. It's a good one. I, I want you to put I want you to plum. put the music underneath it, but I want you to let the whole music, like all two minutes of the music play out. And then <laughs> <laughs> just in with nothing with it's no vocal silence. tracks. Like it's just it's just that and then Jake's I'm sorry. Or do you want yeah. it to be no, still no. playing now? No, no, no. No. Just it starts, I say I'm sorry, and then it continues with nothing. For, for the whole two time. minutes. <laughs> it's just the entirety of taps. Yeah. Like a two minute rendition of yes, taps. Yes. <laughs> We're getting real experimental with this podcast. That's what it. people want, man. Yep. <laughs> All right, boys. What in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit into? Vampire. Besides, va- you are a real asshole. Classic. You- God damn! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you took them both. You took both of them. Comedy. Kind of. Yes. Eh. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's a comedy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You, so you took all three. You're just going to sit there and take all three. Okay. But is he going to get the fourth one? Splatter? No. No. I don't know. What's the fourth one? I, I didn't have. I thought I'd goad him into coming up with a fourth one. It didn't work. Houses? Mark, Mark thought it was bodies. Trees. Does have, it does have houses. And trees because it's in a Pacific wonderland. That's such garbage. Woo! The only trees in this movie are on the roller coaster. They're dead trees. I mean, incorrect. Also at the house. Provably false. <laughs> Ish. Trees ish. I would but, like to revisit my earlier comment regarding how confusing Jake is. Yeah, the the 
the part I was saying was false wasn't that the roller coaster was made of wood. That's not the part I was saying false to. I didn't to. suggest that that was. <laughs> you you kind of The did. general <laughs> decline in Jake's mental state over the first, what, 25 minutes of this podcast is kind of scary in its own right? <laughs> is that its I'm own subgenre? Nervous. Are we getting it's, there? It's also rubbing off on me. But no, it's not a subgenre. Don't you add it, Mark. I'm looking at you. Show me your hands. Don't you add it. <laughs> 63, okay. Jake okay. is getting stupider. The subject. I think, <laughs> I think what this could be is acute claustrophobia. Not the subgenre, the actual movie. No, just what we're experiencing right now. Okay. It's You're in a large room. Mm, uh, no, that is not, not true. We are in a tiny-ass room. It's a studio, You are Mark. in a medium-sized room. No, we're not. Mark, we, you know we've moved the studio from the bigger room into the smaller room, right? Yeah. But you we live are in a palatial a... estate. I mean, we are in a... My head is three inches from the ceiling. Yeah, this is like an 800 square... This is like an 80 square foot room with vaulted ceilings that start at two feet up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a big room. I can do the land shark thing on my head and my fingers touch the ceiling. Uh, No, you can't. I just saw it. Okay, that's pointing directly backwards. It's not a land shark. I feel like this is probably like a behind-the-scene photo opportunity for the listener to adjudicate. We are wildly oh, off the rails. Let's start talking about the movie. Yeah, what does it do right, boys? Just silence. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know I mean? You, am am really... I going to have to come in with sexy sax, man? Is that where we're going to start? I mean, why not? I'm taking a drink of beer. Somebody has to say something. Why not start with sexy sax, man? There's a sex the sax man <laughs> <laughs> in this movie. There sure is. And explain sex this to me. Theme. I know it's now a whole thing in pop culture, but like, what? I <laughs> no, that's that's actually the explanation. What, is just what do what? you need to know? I, like I don't okay. get it. I need to know why punk teens in 1987 are going to this show. Well, I mean, it's just out there on the boardwalk. It's ostensibly free. He's like singing some Michael McDonald shit. He's not singing anything cool. <laughs> I don't know. What else are you gonna do in this town? Get murdered. That's about it. Okay. That's uh, good. I want to talk about that later. This isn't the murder capital of the world. People are just disappearing. Hmm? Disappearances are not homicides. Jack, this is not a time for A to Z horror legal corner, okay? That's coming later. It's also not a time then. Okay. You know? Sexy Sax Man is something the movie does right. He gives me the feeling in my soul, and I've just got to let it go. Yeah, exactly. I, that is exhibit A of how this movie dr- is drenched and dripping in 80s-ness. Uh, look at the Lost Boys themselves. I mean, I said it earlier jokingly, but it's kind of serious. I mean, they look like Motley Crue. They look a lot Every like Motley Crue. Every last one of them. They look absolutely preposterous. It, I, I mean, love it. I'm not disagreeing with you. They look like Motley Crue, but also, is this was there ever really a time where people looked like this? Yes. Yeah, and presently still do, Mark. Have you been to London recently? There's gutter punks that dress exactly like this all the time and have crazy hair still on the tube all the time. I feel like that is some type of state propaganda or some type of movie studio telling us what to think. Really? Really? There's no way. Really? Really? Mark? No way. Conspiracy theories with this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going full conspiracy theories. The 80s-ness of the movie is something that it does right. I mean, this thing is a vacuum back to the 80s. And it makes sense. I mean, this movie, for reasons other than the fact that Corey Feldman is in it, reminds me a lot of, like, a horror version of The Goonies. And (laughs) same director, so it makes sense. Is it the same director? Yeah. I thought the director who did The Goonies was supposed to do The Lost Boys, but then backed off 
and Joel Schumacher bet. did the Lost bet. Boys. You should bet. I'll bet you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Mark. In my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. Oh, oh, that's it. Gambling. <laughs> okay. Uh, the this director. This is Joel Schumacher. The director of Lost Boys is Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. Oh, shit. Split out! Now, myself, cue me up with some Scarecrow while I find a movie for Jake to watch. All right, Jake, my friend. I'm taking a different tact. You don't look happy with your uh, your hinterland wonder beer yeah, that I've handed Wonderland. you. Yeah, it's a Wunder beer. They do. They are very different tasting beers. I know. They don't taste great. They do. They both they taste, taste good. Better than they both they, they taste good, but each tastes good if you're drinking them on their own. I don't like the combination of the two back to back. I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I've taken a different tact for this particular loss of bet movie. I am giving you one of my previous dark horses, so you can watch it for me and tell me if it's good. Hmm. You are gonna check out the uh my April twenty nineteen dark horse pick of the twenty nineteen movie Assimilate. Which one is that? Is that the one with the is that the uh Invasion of the Body Snatchers one with a little bit of found footage? It sure yep. is. Can I find this movie yet? Uh it says it's available on Amazon, but uh, How much that to pay? Seventeen dollars. Yeah, if that's the case, I'm never watching this movie. I will default on the bet. What happens then? Yeah, it's unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Jack some bets tried have not been... and then actually failed at trying to not Yeah, exactly. Look, Jake, this will probably be available to stream at some point, and you're going to have to watch it at that point. All right? Let's get back to talking about what The Lost Boys does right. Give me something else, you stupid Jesus asshole. Christ, man. Uh, I've been trying to talk about it a lot. I mean, this movie exudes 80s. That's what I was at, and I think you could break that down a lot. I mean, it's there in, in tone. It's there in the actors that you can look back on. This movie started the Corey and Corey thing. Hell yeah. All I could... Man, all I could hear when watching this entire movie is I was just singing the song Ascension Millennium to myself. <laughs> the entirety of this movie. You're trying to tell me you didn't have Cry Little Sister playing on loop in your head the entire time? Not really. No, I had Ascension yeah. Millennium and the music video for the same playing on a loop in my head. Okay, well, that was something that I was going to say this movie does right, and we can get back to what Jake is saying in a second, but the theme song, Cry Little Sister, the Thou Shall Not Fall song. Wow, you <laughs> sounded Holy terrifying shit. right there. <laughs> I think I nailed it. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what the little kids sound like when they're singing it. That song's <laughs> fucking awesome. It's actually kind of a jam and such a weird goddamn like theme song. For I this don't thing. think it's a jam, but it is a good theme song. Yeah, jam song. does not apply. It's a jam. It's just full of seeds. It's a seeded jam. Now we all sound like basic nonsense. Oh wonderful. my god! Yeah, absolutely wonderful. <laughs> the four loco has landed. Okay, I'm going to talk about the actors more. Is that okay? It's okay. Yeah, Sutherland, awesome. However, Keith Sutherland is so awesome. He doesn't have a lot. He doesn't have an overwhelming amount to do in this movie. I was I, very surprised at how little he's on screen. Yeah, I got to tell you something though. This movie has Bill from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. And does it get more 80s than that? <laughs> I have a question. Okay, for for everyone involved in the pla on the planet, and that's your, get more '80s than that. That's your question. The answer is no. You ask the question and then say, "I have a question." Bill S. Preston, Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think about that movie. And I like it. He's like the about, least valuable. About the guy who plays Marco, right? Alex Winter. Yes, Alex Winter is Bill S. Preston, Esquire. 
it sucks that he is the least valuable lost boy because he is Bill. He is the one who <laughs> dies immediately. Well, not immediately. He doesn't die immediately. He dies at the end. Come on. He dies first at the end. Ish. I actually, so that's another thing the movie does right. I think the pacing of this movie is pretty spot on. Like, it goes a really long time before the vampire shit gets all the way kicked in. Like, this is what, like a 95-minute movie or something? And it's minute 45 before his brother is even, like, a half vampire? I like the, but it works. I like the pacing of it. I'll interject, Uh, I guess, a little bit. I wasn't a huge fan of the, I mean, the pacing's fine. It's just fine. But also, I think there's too much hijinks of the of the four loco kids in the middle of the lost boys shut up <laughs> i just wanted to work that in again. you're beer grubbing right now i don't like it um and but, if you're trying to tell me that either of the awesome 80s montages don't belong in this movie i will slay you where you well, stand one of my first I, I don't notes, know what you mean by either because this movie is like 70 yeah. percent 80s montage my but. my first note to this movie actually is montage explosion so and that i mean that was 10 minutes in and the rest of the movie doesn't really slow down, so... No, it does but, not. I mean, there's two long, long montages. Yeah, so I, let me be clear. I'm not putting montage in what this movie does right. I am. I'm putting it in middle because they're great, all of them. I was hearkened back to when you... Uh, I don't know if you can be hearkened back, but whatever. Um, I remembered what you one of you said about Last Shift when we watched it, where it's not really like... A narrative movie, it's just something that's a roller coaster ride on rails between different scary scenes. This is that, except instead of scary scenes, it's between set pieces with 80s music playing behind them. So it's Rocky 4. Yeah, but with fan It's not Rocky 4. Or 3. 3, more than 4. It's, it's or Rocky 2. Actually, is all... 4 even an 80s movie? Yes. Yes. Oh. What? Dude, he solves the Cold War by boxing. Right. (laughs) How do you not... Oh, Jack. I got my Rockies confused. (laughs) That's a goddamn mistake. Were you you thinking of of Rocky V? Yes, I was. Tommy Gunn? Yep, I was. Yeah, Tommy the Machine Gun? I was. Oh, yeah. That might have even still been the 80s. What year was that? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think what we're getting at here is that uh, this movie doesn't do a lot right. (laughs) Rocky Five came out in 1990. Okay, so it was toe in the line. Yeah. Okay, yeah, four is what I was talking about. Mark, I think you're wrong. I think that what you'll find is collectively there's a lot of synergistic qualities to the things that it does do right, so ultimately you have just this cornucopia of awesomeness. (laughs) Okay, so aside from the fact that you made zero descriptive points there, I'll concede the the fact that this is just a nostalgia bomb. It's just like such a fucking weird time capsule thing that has interesting names attached to it that are fun to watch i mean yeah, that's... I, I think that's why that this is this movie is we kind of i said it so i'm not going to say we toyed with it but i mentioned classic earlier this is not a tried and true classic this is more of your cult type classic where you look back on it now nostalgia bomb absolutely the names panned out but like Almost everyone in this movie <laughs> yeah. has something that you can say about them. That's awesome, and it's great to look back and like take that in. But I think on top of that, like what you have going, what what this movie has going for it is just that it takes a vampire genre and it makes it such a specific '80s timepiece that. That's something I want to have in the genre. Like it doesn't it doesn't exist. It cannot exist outside of that particular moment in time. 
And I think that that's great. Like, I want more of that. It's cool to have movies that are timeless, but it's also cool to have movies that are completely dependent upon the time in which they came out. And this is, like, as as much of that as, as possible. Absolutely. And this movie is also credited with generating a lot of the present-day vampire tropes as they exist in movies. <laughs> Vamp out, yeah. man. Yeah. So I kind of agree with that, but that's, like it's hard to pinpoint specific things it does right. It's just an overall experience. It's a feeling you get when you watch it. So yeah. Mark's absolutely right. Like Descriptive points be damned. It's, it's kind of hard to articulate. You just watch it, and it's a sense that you get. I'd be interested to see or hear whatever someone who didn't have some sort of nostalgia for that period of time, like someone who's born in fucking 2000, if this would register at all. Like <laughs> well, I think it would no just because, I think it would just because there is sort of like the nostalgia has been almost like a, it, it, it's something that has permeated into the culture, right? Like we're living back through the eighties and nineties now, right now, right now and, we're at the 30 year cycle right now. So, and it's not necessarily because, you know, all I mean, for the we weren't alive when this movie came out. No. Right? But just the you fact know that me. we were aware of the seventies and eighties and nineties as sort of individual eras and the fucking weird psychotic bullshit that was happening in the middle of those eras and the stuff that came out of them as a result. It's interesting to go back and look at, and that will be true regardless of what like what your exposure is. I don't, you don't know have if to that's fully true. It. I don't know if that's fully true though. I've been waiting so fucking long to make my joke about how descriptive points be damned is a better name for this podcast than the A to Z horror cast. So let me just sneak that in there before you guys continue your actual discussion. It's true. Okay. Done. I mean, almost none of us ever make a descriptive I did point. It. So thank you, Jack. God. Um, unless you guys have any objections, we should probably move along to Does Middle. I'm fine with Middle. I This is where I put montages. Uh, montages are Does Right for me. I love the montages. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. But it... <laughs> Kind of the point of a montage, if it's done right, is giving you something that is energetic, but it's a point A to point B type thing. It's not. There's not a ton happening that is you're going to look back on and be like, okay, this was helpful. <laughs> okay? <laughs> this movie is 80% not helpful. Accurate. <laughs> yeah. And so it was cool to watch those sequences, but when they're most of the movie... The same percentage of the movie is helpful as the montages. What I would say to that, though, is that is why this movie works on the level that it does. It's a lot of style and not a lot of substance. And if you start putting substance in and start taking style out, it's going to... Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You're going to let the air out of the balloon. Don't do that. You're going to have bad Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. You know what's funny is that that's all... I think that's similar to maybe to a lesser degree in, in... from Dust Till Dawn than this one, but it's similar. Like if you if you start going and if you watch from Dust Till Dawn with the thought process of like things need to make sense, you're going to have a bad time. Sure. I think that, that this movie hits on that and it does it in a slightly different way, but it hits on that. And look, we're getting into summer. I kind of just want to have a movie that you can put on and have it take you for a fun ride. This that movie you does don't that. need to worry about. Yeah. And Let's talk about great films and great filmmaking. Like this is not what? no. Wait, that. Where are you going with this? This is not this is that. Not the conversation we're having. Okay. Th- this is not that. But what it does deliver is a fun time, and I think that's why what we're talking about with the montage thing fits in what does middle. Like it's not great filmmaking, but it's fun. Yeah, I kind of buy that. I, that's that's some kind of hundred percent true. Yes. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Mark, did I take it back to where it was finally sensical to you? 
Yes. Thank sure. you. You finally got there. Well, I want to talk about the, the soundtrack. <laughs> I want to talk about the soundtrack and what it does middle. Oh, I already mentioned this is what the movie does right. So okay. I like I like the written songs for the movie. Those are great and weird and bizarre that they keep coming back to the theme song it wrote for a movie. What kind of movie has a theme song that plays repeatedly throughout the film? That's insane. Especially I like one that that's part. based around just children chanting. Yeah. So that's insane. I like that part. I'm talking about the licensed music. And mostly I'm talking about the uh, cover of People Are Strange. I knew you were going to. Th- I'm surprised this I is like not coming that. up I like that. That's a great intro montage. Yeah, I like the you're montage. you're not someone who's visited the Lizard King's grave like this asshole. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there, buddy. Uh, okay. Number one, just use the doors. The Echo and the Bunnymen cover is not different enough. Just use the fucking doors. <laughs> Why true. did you it use a cover song. by Echo and the Bunnymen? It's just worse. What are uh, money? So maybe the performance rights were more expensive, but I don't think so. I think for movies, just the the licensing rights are enough to begin with. So I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe money. It could have uh, just been case, related to when the song came out. I don't know actually when that one was done. I but. think money. When do you, why do you ever use a cover? Because you want a different tone, and this no. didn't deliver a Fuck different. That. I mean, I feel like a lot of these are covers. The people don't let the sun go down on me by Roger Daltrey is the, a cover, right? That's okay, yeah. Who, who's the original? Let me Google it real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's written by by Elton John. Get out of here. Okay, okay, it is an Elton John. You Elton John does covers made too. Made me man. doubt myself. <laughs> ever since also- I ever since I thought that Life Was a Highway was done by uh the guy, fuck, Tom yep. Petty. Yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> in fairness. When I Googled. Uh, life is a highway. The f- like number one hit was by Tom Petty. So I feel like that was one of those songs. I, I want to give you a little bit of background on that. I feel like that was one of those songs that was wholly misidentified, floating around like the Kazaa and Napster space. So you right, like so you download it when you were in like elementary school. Yeah, yeah. And it was just always, oh yeah, that's a that's a Tom Petty song. Mark, can I observe to you that you're trying to explain a joke that happened like 20 episodes ago about a misconception you had for a thing unrelated to this movie. Oh, I'll tell you, I don't even think that was on air. That was just when Tom Petty died. We were talking about it like relating to college football or something like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But then they're not all covers, right? Because they use a couple, or they use one, at least Aerosmith song that's in there that I don't think adds anything to the movie. What Aerosmith song do they use? Okay, while Jack is looking up his Aerosmith point, I'll also point out that Good Times, performed by NXS and Jimmy Barnes on this, is also a cover. I feel like they were going for a cover vibe. They were, but then they play Walk This Way by Aerosmith. Look, it's Walk This Way. When was Walk This Way? During, like, one of the parties of the Lost Boys, like, uh, right around the, I'd say, two-thirds mark of oh, the, way I remember, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. That now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's bizarre. I would agree. Yep. Okay, so they used some whatever originals they could get, but I, for whatever reason, maybe Money. they were making a point about... Then why pay Aerosmith in 1987? Maybe this they, is peak Aerosmith. Maybe they were like, hey, we like what you're doing. Here's the most song for free. In any case, it's what it does middle for me. They're weird choices. They, like, that yes. Walk This Way doesn't add anything to it, and all of them actually using some kind of 80s, not quite punk but a little bit more of the hard rocking or psychedelic rock like the doors makes the sax man the sexy sax man concert they go to all the fucking weirder i love it (laughs) so much so it pulls me out 
There's no way that guy is pulling double duty singing and playing sax. Oh, he does the worst job lip syncing I might have ever seen. It's atrocious. There's no way. His lips might still be on the saxophone. I mean, let's be clear. He's doing neither. But if he's doing one, he's not doing the other. Okay? He's just up there to look good, man, and he does that. I was trying to figure out if I could convince either of you guys that Walk This Way was actually a song originally performed by Carl Perkins, but I don't think that's going to work. It's not going, <laughs> it would not, not going to work. Okay. Well, it was, you know, it was worth a shot. You'd have to tell me about what the part about the cheerleader being a real young breeder came from. <laughs> I mean, that's that could be a Carl Perkins lyric. I I don't believe so. They you know what song in the fifties? Whenever he was singing, a real young breeder. <laughs> Yikes! You know what song isn't a cover, and they didn't use in this movie. Fucking Ascension Millennium. That's a fucking <laughs> what it does wrong. I'm jumping format here. But they should have gone into the future and taken that song. I actually don't have a lot of what this movie does middle. No, that's all I had. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that we've already talked about that I had in here was the costuming, but you guys seem to like it, so we'll move past it. Movie does wrong. There you go. Ascension whatever the hell. Ascension Millennium, Mark. Yep. Yes. This movie didn't jump to the future to get the most insane song I think I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> Especially when accompanied by the music video. That feels harsh to me. Have you heard of Such a Millennium and or seen the music video? It feels video? harsh. I, I know you two have done both. I've forced you to do both. Guys, um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna break in here real quick to just point out that we don't have an outro song chosen yet. So if you could work one of those in, I we we haven't mentioned anything like 45 times already this episode. So if you want to just sneak one in there that we can use for the bridge there, that'd be great. Okay, <laughs> noted. Thank you. <laughs> Make sure you edit that out. That's a, that's supposed to be like an off-air thing that I'm saying to you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what does this movie do wrong? Fuck. Other than Ascension Millennium, nothing. <laughs> nothing. This movie does nothing wrong. No. Uh, Corey Feldman is not a good actor. Uh, fuck you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't have been able to time travel to get a Corey Feldman song. He's a what great singer. What was so weird about the Frog Brothers were so fucking weird. Can yeah. we talk about that? It's it they, make I think sense. they're also actually brothers canonically. Is that true? Uh, what do yes. you mean? Wait, hold on. What do you mean canonically? Do you mean the actors playing the Frog Brothers, Corey Feldman, and whoever the other guy is, canonically are brothers, or to the world? Do you no, mean that would that the be two... that would be the opposite of what canonically means. <laughs> I mean, well, with I mean, the two Frog Brothers in this movie are supposed to be related. Mark, then what you're suggesting to me is that you didn't believe them to be brothers, even though their only introduction is as the Frog Brothers. Yes. Do, do you think they just like, like they go out and? Bop frogs all the time. Like, what's your? What <laughs> like, you yeah, think? I mean, it could be like cool gang name or something. I mean, <laughs> maybe. It's weird. No, I agree. It's weird because they don't strike me as brothers. They strike me as like the at first you think of them like you, the first time you see them. I'm trying to take myself back. You don't feel like they're brothers. You feel like they're some weird order of like children that won't age that are like super knowledgeable and they're here to hunt vampires and they've been doing it forever. Why? I don't know. That's just the vibe that you get. Is that yeah. just because you think Corey Feldman looks the same now as he did then? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> no, I think that's like it's kind not, of part it's not, of it. Not though. part of it. They don't look anything alike. I I agree with Mark. I mean, they, that they were fucking adopted for sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> still brothers. Ish. Paternal, well. no. Maternal, <laughs> no. Also, no. 
Fraternal, yes. Boys, I'm developing a fan theory here, and I need you to yes and me on this. Let me take a big okay. swig of beer. Well, oh, I man, think I'm about really this good. for just Wait, a half can I, second. Wait, can I try and read your mind on this one? Please do. Okay, the Frog Brothers are actually also vampires that are hunting the other vampires so that they can be the supreme vampires. Well, see, That's I like why they that. they don't age. I like that. that. That could get worked in here somehow. It's this not. movie's got a real frog theme going on. Okay. Why else would they pick Clarence Frogman Henry for the kid to sing in the bathtub? Why would they pick a song from 1953 for that kid to sing in the bathtub? Oh, that's another cover. No, that is not a cover. No, 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 no. The kid in the bathtub, Corey Feld, not Feldman, the other one, Corey Haim, Haim. is covering <laughs> old, the old frog dude, whatever the hell his name was. Clarence Frogman Henry. Yeah. He's saying Frogman. that him singing it qualifies as a cover, Jack. Yeah. See? Singing it along with Clarence Frogman Henry? Yes. Yeah, Kay. exactly. There is why there's got to be some kind of frog related connection here, boys. Because why else would you pick that song? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna go one step further. I'm gonna combine our fan theories, our fans' theory. Excuse me. Yes, thank you. Um, so it occurred to me after I had given my initial fan theory that they couldn't be vampires because the two frog brothers touch garlic and the holy water and all that other shit. I think they have crosses on at one point. But if bats. And vampires are associated. Frogs and whatever we're calling that creature, right? Give me a name here. Uh, frogmen. They're okay, the, okay. They're a uh, subterranean race of frogmen. Yeah. That are mortal enemies with vampires. Let's let's say let's go like homunculus adjacent. Let's go homunculus. Okay, homunculus. They're they're two homunculi that are locked in a centuries old quarrel with the vampires that's exactly what i thought i am on board for this that's where the frog stuff is coming from that's where the ageless boyhood brotherhood thing is coming from boys we got there yeah we we did and (laughs) the and there was a muppets peter pan kermit the frog holy shit there's so many frog connections it goes so deep we have cracked this wide open wide the fuck open uh, Jack, this, Jack, this is what happens when you ask me to yes and you. <laughs> I love you it. I'm yourself. so happy right now. I don't now. know why this is in the segment of what the movie does wrong. Because <laughs> it does nothing wrong. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I also just thought of it. It just occurred. All the frog connections just started coming to yeah, me. Yeah, well, shit, man. Now, to be clear, I didn't call my father to confirm this, but I'm quite sure that he would have put on Clarence Frogman Henry when I was taking a bath at some point in my life. Yeah, you didn't confirm that. You're right. I don't even know what I'm supposed to say to that. You, well, how do you how... know I didn't confirm that? Now you're trying to tell me no, what I've I know about here me. with you. Oh, you mean like before? <laughs> I do exist when you're not around, Jake. Eh, debatable. Okay. You could all be figments of my imagination. Mark, do you have anything this movie does wrong? I am. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> this movie. Yeah, we. I look, listener. I'm sorry. I should have kept them in rain. I didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna wake um, up in a ward. <laughs> <laughs> you're all figments. <laughs> Uh, this movie's really fucking cheesy. It's a double-edged sword, right? When you get the nostalgia totally. bomb thing that we already talked about, you also get stuff that's just really dumb, and it manifests in this way. It's sort of lovably, but also like the editing and direction for a lot of these scenes is straight up bad. Particularly the massacre in the Killer Grove at the uh, whatever. That's actually when the Walk This Way song is playing when they're massacring that random party around the bonfire oh yeah because the punks are listening to aerosmith for some reason <laughs> yeah man. yeah exactly let's talk uh, about like, not believable but like 
the way it's edited and lit is just like it just looks bad. They have all this. They have this Halloween lighting kind of throughout the movie. Anytime the vampires are on screen, it's just like okay, that's a little. I guess you're hearkening back to days of old vampire movies, but like, eh, it looks cheesy. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff they do kind of cuts both ways like that. Like, I like the Kane Tankerous old grandpa character, but they go way too fucking far with him. Like, legitimately I... using Windex's aftershave, and then when he comes through and demolishes the head vampire, it's just like, I like this town except for the fucking vampires, and then just like, oh, starts chugging malt liquor. I it's love like, it. I like that, though. Actually. I believe that was a root beer. I also really like that uh, he refers to his girlfriend or his lover or whoever this lady of his, the object of his affection is as the Widow Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're just talking about things the movie does right. <laughs> I actually, yeah, we did blow right by that. This is a very quotable movie. This has a lot of really good quotes in it. That's yeah. something this movie definitively does right. Yeah, man, yeah. I had so many quotes I could have come in with. Fuck. Just like a baby pussycat. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> I'm at the mercy of your sex glance, bud. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good line. I actually really like that one. I almost see that. Uh, can we move on to what the movie does nitpick? <laughs> Blow the fucking whistle <laughs> and don't rename our segments. <laughs> <laughs> actually, with your new name, the whistle doesn't even make sense. <laughs> what the movie does nitpick. So let's blow a train whistle. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we need to stop recording on Tuesdays. This is your fault. <laughs> this is your fault. Listen, I feel like this is this is just flavor for the episode, but listener, I just want you to know that we didn't record on our normal day because I was going to be donating blood for a work thing, and it felt probably on brand to donate blood and then do a movie about vampires, but also, I, you know, with the four loco in front of me, I felt like that would have been a terrible decision, so uh, <laughs> this is the product you're getting instead. It's way worse. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Anytime. Nitpicks. Give them to me. Did old newsprint have some kind of component that sniffing would get you high on? No. Because when the kid is first meeting Corey Feldman, when Corey Haim is first meeting Corey In Feldman. The comic book store. And they're talking about vampires. He's like, have you guys been sniffing old newsprint? Is that what he says? Yes. That's literally what he says. Quotable movie, man. Well, that quote makes no sense. And? Unless they used to print old newspapers with, like, mushroom ink or something. Even if they didn't. Uh, they used to print it with cough syrup, actually. And then you'd mix the newsprint with codeine or something. What? <laughs> they would print it with cough syrup, and then you would mix the newsprint with codeine? It's just going further and further off the rails. Are... I have a question. I, I have don't a question. know what is happening. I can't get it back on the rails. I have a question. Yes, I don't sir? know why I have this as a neat pick, but here's my note. Sexy Saxman is a fucking bit of a unit. <laughs> That's an awesome note. Um, I because I put that in what the movie does right, sexy sax man. But his level of being a unit <laughs> is a neat pick. Okay, so it's a neat pick. His sexiness as a sax man is what the movie does right. The neat pick comes in the fact that he is a bit of a unit. All right. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad we got there. I want to talk about the together. motorcycles a little bit here. Uh, if you start talking about the number of strokes, I'm not going to be able to go there with you. I won't talk about the number of strokes. Number of I CCs? Think, I know why you want to talk about motorcycles. I did just get a motorcycle. God damn I'm it. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, in any case, uh, they're all four strokes, so that doesn't matter. What I did want to talk about is that Michael- it's a three-stroke. <laughs> thank Michael! you, Michael! 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 Wanders up to the Lost Boys, and when he first meets them, he's talking to Keith 
and he's saying, my bike can't keep up with yours. Yeah, he's very honest. But also incorrect. So we can't see what kind of bike Keith is riding, and the internet doesn't actually know. Uh, but it, Mikey is absolutely riding a Honda XL250. Okay. Right? Which is a enduro bike made to go from road to off-road and back and forth. So that is the ideal bike to keep up with someone In if you're situation. riding. Yes. Yeah. So, however, however, he might know something about the status of upkeep of his motorcycle, where it's unreliable and potentially like doesn't quite have the the power ratio that he knows that he needs. Right? Look, maybe I'm, it doesn't perform to its top level. Maybe, but it's still a nitpick. That's backstory you're having to write into the movie, which is a good nitpick. It's a fan theory. Okay. It's a fan theory. Yes, backstories are now just fan theories. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like the precedent we're setting with our fans theory. And then I'll cap it off, though, with a neat pick. Okay. Which is that Kiefer Sutherland is not wearing gloves in that first motorcycle chase, and then is wearing gloves every other time he's ever on screen. Okay. Because he crashed the bike and broke his arm and had to wear gloves to cover up the cast throughout the rest of the filming. Huh. So how'd they shoot the scene that he where he's hanging from the railway? They, they shot a lot of the motorbike scenes in... S- Sequence, so it's only the the motorbike scene that he did that, that he's wearing gloves for the motorbike oh, scenes. Okay. He's not not like in the all the other scenes. Yeah, but I got gotcha. you. Kind of a neat pick, kind of fun. Did, did either of you guys have a nitpick with Corey Feldman's voice in general? I feel like he's doing the uh, he's the Batman voice for his deep. entire role, where it's like three octaves lower than it actually yeah. should be. This he's was directed by Joel Schumacher, who also Fuck. directed Batman. I think. Bat- Hello, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fan theory. <laughs> This it's close to being Frogman. Is there... Okay. Okay, fine. He goes real deep with it, Mark. Yeah, that's all... I mean, nitpick. It Does Joel me. Schumacher having directed Batman fit into our fan theory about bats versus homunculi? Yes. Okay, good. As long as we're clear on that. Okay. Uh, the other nitpick I had, I didn't. I only had the two this week. What is with the frog parents? What The couple that owns the comic shop are just perpetually asleep? Over yes. multiple days, they don't change clothes, and they don't change positions, and they're just sleeping behind the counter at their comic shop. Yes. What the what the fuck is that? What is going on? I don't know. They own a comic store in Santa Carla. Thank you. <laughs> it's hard I to say. I feel like it made them more... Santa I, I, I don't know. I feel like it made it, it better. I feel like it made it better because it further brought this into a world of children who don't appear to follow the laws and rules of what children should be doing <laughs> it was like a peanut situation the parents didn't even need to fucking exist man yeah well they don't they're just in a semi-comatose there state. you go and Actually, you're, you're trying to state. you try and tell me you have a problem with the peanuts now oh, i have a big problem with the peanuts i have a big problem with you <laughs> i know i like snoopy <laughs> i like snoopy Snoopy's great. The rest of the peanuts are horse shit. Nah, I don't know i kind of like Whoa! linus i kind of like linus you're a bad man jack <laughs> you like pig pen yeah, I how do you not like, like pig, pig, what's pig? You don't like Woodstock? Yeah, what Woodstock, Woodstock is too whimsical for my taste. You're too. I don't like you. I'm not. I don't have anything to say. I have two more nitpicks. I don't shell. care. And one more neat pick. Now I'm sad. Corey Haim is fronting like Phoenix, Arizona, is a cooler town than this coastal California surf town he's just <laughs> moved to. Point, That's yeah. n- no. The, the, <laughs> you came from Phoenix. You came from fucking flyover country, and you're going to be like, I don't Phoenix? know, I used to be from a city. And now I'm just from the coolest town I've ever seen with motorcycle kids I don't and know comic what, shops. I don't know what you're seeing that makes this town cool. 
It's on a beach. Teens ride motorcycles. There's the Jack, coolest comic book shop I've ever seen. Oh Jack my really God. fetishizes murder. You know? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disappearances. This is another nitpick I have. Thank you for reminding me of another nitpick. Just because it's disappearances doesn't make it the murder capital pretty, of the world. They're pretty Makes sure it the murder. disappearance capital of the world. They're pretty sure it's murder. How does this town not have a substantial FBI presence? It absolutely would. Although it was <laughs> the eighties, so. Well, yeah. I People think just we're missing in the eighties. I though. think we've already we've already we've already had to have crossed the line where we're okay with things not making sense in this movie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. So my next nitpick: How the fuck does Michael know where Hudson's Bluff is when he meets the Lost Boys and Keith is like, "We're going to Hudson's Bluff. You know where that is?" And he's like, "Yup, it's my first day here." <laughs> nope. He's he's a geographer, Jack. Apparently. I feel like they, they meant to include this, but they accidentally cut it out. They left it on the cutting room floor. First scene in the movie, they're driving in, or I guess after the cold open of the movie, they're driving in, and uh, they pass one of those green highway signs. It just says, Hudson's Bluff, that way. That's why he knows how to get to it from the beach and up through the and mountains. And in through the woods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he got it. Uh, in wow. the fog. Yes. That dog is so fucking slow when it's attacking Corey Haim's mom. Diane Weist? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually, she's a much more established actress than, than Corey Haim's Corey mom. Haim. Yeah. Uh, but the dog, like, snarls at her from half a foot away and then sprints after her, and she gets 80 feet ahead of it on that long passageway, and then it finally connects with her dress when she leaps the fence. Really slow dog. Accurate. Yes, you're not wrong. Okay. Sure. And then my last thing is a neat pick. The best quote in this very quotable Whoa. movie. But there is a quote that Jake is Jake already the, said it. The best uh, quote he already said. Nope. Okay. Okay. Hit us the, with it. It's issued by Corey Haim. It says, Shocking. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Actually, you know what's funny? <laughs> what's that? I had that, too. It's I had very it good. good. There's the note. In good. Yep. I didn't. I didn't talk about it. I I, I eschewed my notes. Corey Haim's rea- good bullet one. Corey Haim's Sam's reaction to finding out Michael is a vampire is the best. Hyphen shit sucking vampire. Wait till I tell mom. Is the best you said. It's a pretty good quote. <laughs> and it's it starts yeah. with my own brother. <laughs> I can't believe like, it. He's more upset about yeah, it. He's just it's more like de- yeah. yeah dejected by it than oh god yeah. All right. This movie's so good. That's Fuck all I've got. Fuck you guys. That's all I've got, too. I think that's going to take us to rating. Yeah, but know. what song are we going to go out with? We don't I have, have no idea. Surprise we don't me. Have, we don't have one. We, over at Easy Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Todd Rundgren would rate how much he wants to work. And for 10, think of how Bosch would rate how old of a cat he is in relation to his ability to be fucked by a kitten. Too old a cat to be fucked by a kitten. Story's the first category to rate these movies. Jake, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story. I struggled to not go lower here, and I'm not going to hate you guys if you do go lower. I gave this a four. 
<laughs> Mark gave it Oops. lower. Uh, look, this is a movie about vampires that are enlisting more into their clan, so to speak. There's not a lot around it, so that's where I'm kind of coming from when I say you could go lower. But what this does do is it does like the kids trying to sleuth it out thing pretty well. And I have a soft spot for that. I just like movies where kids have to take matters into their own hands. And I think that this does that. Doesn't make a lot of sense along the way, but when are kids ever going to make sense? <laughs> Never. Okay. Four. All right, not, Mark. Not even average, but four. Mark, what'd you give it? Um, I gave it a five. I went higher. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm as stunned as you are, I guess. Uh, we're all stunned. <laughs> Everyone's stunned. Um, I feel like there's a, I mean, it's still worse than average, but there's still like an okay story here. The family Look. struggles with fitting in. The son struggles with... Change. I mean, it's sort of an allegory for him fitting into a new place, but it's also directly him being a vampire. So just trying to like, don't shake your head like I misused allegory because I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as long as you, you as long as you know why I'm shaking my head, we're fine. Yeah, Jake was shaking his head, his mouthing. It's not allegory over and over and over. <laughs> well, I guess the thing I'm getting at here is it's the tried and true st- struggle of trying to fit in to a new crowd when you move to a new place, except in this case, he's actually turning into a vampire. So the struggles of him relating to yes. being a vampire mirrors the overall struggles that we all can identify with of trying to fit into a new place. That's the allegory I was talking about. Metaphor. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is, I don't know. <laughs> not an allegory. It's but not yeah. an allegory. Uh, I, look, we're pretty much all on the same page here. I gave it a four. I think where I'm giving it a little more credit than even that you guys haven't talked about yet is also I kind of liked the double twist factor here. The, the fact uh, that the dude that they thought wasn't the vampire was actually the vampire the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I kind of dig that. And I like the whole scene of them like trying to root him out and then him being like, no, you've invited me in. When so. you invite him in, you lose all power. Yeah, exactly. Then That's... they kind of explain it. Like it's It's not great, but it's not terrible either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, the thing I didn't get to was that I like the characters. The characters are decent enough, fleshed out. I like them. They're likable. One of them sings Clarence Frogman Henry, so that's got to be a good character. Sure does. Yeah, sure exactly. Does. Yeah. Which is going to take us into world... Yeah. Uh, world building or immersion? Really? I forgot. Yeah, immersion really. and judicious lack of world building. <laughs> I was going to say something like that. This is really where things start to get subjective, isn't it? Yep. Yep, I gave it a nine. <laughs> what? Let me just make a quick Whoa. note for a future omnibus here, yeah. if I may, please. Uh, uh, this movie just tickles me pink. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. I love watching this unfold. I don't know. It's the actors. It's the time capsuliness. Whatever. I mean, it's a subjective category. Technically, it's time capsularity. There's a lot of time capsularity here going on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I can nine. you're gonna hit it for world you building. I don't nine. care. I don't care. What I want is something that is just going to enrapture me with its funness. And that's what this does. It's a nine. It's really hard for me to be more interested <sighs> in something. Christ, Mark. I gave it a five. I still think this is below average. I'll I give think you you're that below this average. does build a decent Parch. world from just a Fuck cultural off. standpoint. Yeah. Of like the it like you're saying, it's a time capsule. You jump into the time capsule and you feel like all of a sudden you're in the same realm as they do but all that aside that is a tough pill to swallow constantly you're just looking at these people like nope no way uh-uh no nope uh-uh i don't believe how these people are interacting i don't really 
I don't really think this world exists. There should be more FBI agents here. Oh, my God. Why are people not worried about all of the people that are missing? What is going on? You have no joy. Apparently, the grandfather just knows the town to be infested by fucking vampires. I love it. (laughs) I actually don't mind that. Dude puts Windex on his face for a date. It's great. It's a four for me. Yeah, you guys both suck. For world building and immersion. Jake, you're the one who talked about how the montages weren't even what it does right. Yeah. They're not. It doesn't. It doesn't mean it doesn't enrapture me. I guess. I'd like to <laughs> dive into that further, but our rating system is scientifically perfect. Yeah, so exactly. It's a four for me. I was not that immersed in the movie. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I didn't really build a world, so it's a four. I may or may not have like danced along to this movie. Danced along. There is. I mean, there is a limit to the amount of money I'd pay to have seen a video of you watching this movie without knowing you're being videoed. But it's high. <laughs> it's a high amount of money. I have a We're video camera digits, in my house pointed directly at the couch where I watch on my big screen. Okay, we could talk about that later. That'll be Patreon exclusive. Well, content. actually, though, <laughs> okay. spoiler alert for future Patreon <laughs> okay. podcasts. It's weird. That we're about to record. Uh, Jake's self-made porn is the topic of this week's <laughs> Patreon exclusive cast. Look, oh, let's... you know you want that. <laughs> we're going to get into his star rating system, his favorite angles. Uh, low down. It's just balls and male ass. Just yeah, you can see which ones look like planets. It's fine. <laughs> Let's go to Scare Factor for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. What? Oh, I'm first. Say, Sorry, yeah, I'm, you. First. I'm first. Jesus. Uh, so what's funny is when when you watch a movie when you're semi to completely inebriated, sometimes you have missed keystrokes. And my Scare Factor that my notes are telling me is a 1.6, which means it's a 1.5. <laughs> this isn't a scary movie. Nope. And it's not really trying to be. Nope. It's a vampire movie, though. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mark? I also gave it a one and a half. It's not a scary movie. It's not trying to be. I feel like the one thing that maybe if you were like a really young kid, you'd get your, like, you'd get a hitch on would would be the thing at the end when the dude falls into the uh, bathtub full of holy water and his skin melts. There's a little bit of gore maybe that could be disturbing. I don't know. It's a one and a half. Whatever. Yeah, I gave it a two um, because I don't give half points. But also the holy water skin melting thing. There's also a certain amount of actual fear to the kid being turned into a vampire without his knowledge and, like, coping with that. Oh, he knew. Oh, I guess there's a little bit of heights when you're dangling from the railroad. That, too. Is that thing, too. High tight tights. That, too. Yeah. So that's going to lead us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Yeah. Jake? Uh, I gave it a six. It's hard for me to give average or below when there's practical used when it should be used, and I think... By and large, it was used to a good degree here. And then we got to talk about the sound. Talk shit if you want about there being a lot of covers, but this movie is still highly 80s in its essence. That's true. And that is aided by the score. I don't care what you say. So So it just serves the movie is what you're saying? Yeah, it served the movie in whatever weird way that it did. It did serve the movie. It's above average, but not by a whole hell of a ton. Mark? I totally agree. I also gave it a six. Well, you gave it a six, right? Yes. I also gave it a six. I'm listening. Um, <laughs> I, I have an actual th- question for you boys. If you had to take a, like, you know, we had reading comprehension tests at school. Like, if you had to take a grade school level listening comprehension test on an average episode we oh, record. listening? Yeah. <laughs> what it, was the am sp- I taking it after we record together, or am I listening to the podcast and then I'm taking it. You're taking it, like, presently, this you would take it based on things that you or either of us have said this episode. Well, so here's the thing. While you guys are giving your ratings, I'm also scrolling through my ratings and filling in our fucking matrix. So I'm doing, like, three things at once. I don't feel like don't I should be let held the listener in on that. <laughs> That's Patreon content. <laughs> Sorry. 
We don't talk about it every episode. What's your fucking score? I already gave my score. I gave it a six. It's the same as Jake, because I know that, because I was listening. Okay. I gave it a five. Um, I don't think the music serves the movie as well as you guys do. You're I thought just the a Jim Morrison guy. Whatever. I'm, it's not even that. They even if, even if it had been an actual fine. Jim Morrison, the Doors singing People Are Strange, that doesn't fit in the movie at fucking all. People I think it fits people. the montage it particularly it, well. Yeah, They're just showing all it. the goofy people walking around. Yeah. The that's not what this movie's about at all. It kind of, well, yeah. This yeah, is about four people movie. attacking the rest of the hoi polloi. But I have a question before we move along. Strangers. What are your guys' thoughts on the makeup of the vampires? Fine. It's fine. It's unoffensive. I also think the flying looks bad in a lot of scenes, especially where Michael wakes up and he's floating. It looks bad. Eh. What about the one particular swoop shot they use like 17 times of going into the cave and then looks back great. out of the cave? I hate it. it looks amazing. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Okay, there Christ. you go. That's where the difference is coming from, right there. That's going to take us into overall, Jake. Yeah, again, subjective. Um, I gave this a 6.5, and, and I want to give this a higher score. This movie has a... I have a softer spot in my heart for this movie than I'm able to give it. Let's put it that way. This is a movie that I really enjoy going back and watching. I'm kind of shocked that I've only seen it as many times as I have. because Which is two, three? Three now. Uh, and there are possibly times where it could have been on in the background while we're having a party or something, and I completely forget for various reasons. I'm sure I was just being social. Uh, it's the only reason you might forget at a party. Exactly, you know. Uh, so, look, this is a movie that I you have absolutely no reason not to see if you're a horror fan. Yeah, Mark? I gave it a five and a half. This is, I feel like, the definition of average, but it's a weird Fuck definition you. of average. That's a terrible definition of average. It's a great amount of stylish classic, but also the process of going back and actually watching this movie for me doesn't like doesn't really resonate. I don't particularly enjoy the process of watching this movie, so I appreciate that it's out there. I enjoy tidbits of it and like little scenes, but... When you put the whole thing together and you ask me to sit down and watch it, it's not a particularly overwhelmingly enjoyable experience. It's exactly like average. Yeah, look, I give it a five, um, and I wanted Ooh. to give it higher. It's it's not. I'm. It's like we said during what it does right. It's hard to point at this movie and talk about things that it does correctly. It's it's a better viewing experience than that. It's fun to watch, but it's not a very good movie. You guys are wrong. Well, we're I gave it a, a full lot. point and a half lower than you, so you yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that's the thing what we're netting out at here though is that we both you and I at least Jack said that we wanted to go higher. Oh, absolutely. This there's is a tilt down for me. There's yeah. something. Yeah, the, uh, you're, uh, yes. There's something about this that uh, it just it resonates to the degree that it's like I know I can't be like this is one of the best movies and you have to see this, but like. Fucking, it's horror. Like, just go see the fucking movie. <laughs> definitely, okay? definitely. Just go see the movie. Definitely. Yeah. So well, I guess that's getting us to the thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, thing. thumbs up. The only up. one I'm curious about here. I'm going to give it a thumbs up because it's at the average line and it is a classic, but I'm curious what Jack's going to go with. It's going to be a thumbs up from me, dog. <clears throat> okay. Especially if you haven't seen this before. Like, if you've seen it, you know exactly what you're getting into. You know exactly if you want to see it again. But if you haven't seen it before, watch this. You will have fun. You will be baffled. You right. will be confused, and you'll be frustrated at times. But you'll have fun. Frustrate. I'm gonna get past it. You to gotta move past it at this point. You're gonna have this to is move the past end. it. This is the end. My so friend. we gotta get the fuck out of here then. Oh, Jack missed the door thing. No, I didn't. Jim this Morrison. is the end. My only friend. The end. Fuck you. Go. I said it. I, you guys just don't ever listen to me. You were no. chugging beer. You couldn't have said it. 
That was the ghost in his head. <laughs> okay, we have to leave. We have to leave. This episode is off the fucking rails. <laughs> yeah, this is a new high for us. This has been episode 136 of the A to Z Cast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Whore.com. Hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook. That is Twitter. Those links are going to be right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you are interested in what you're hearing, if you want to support the podcast, we have a Patreon now. It's only going to be new for so long, so get in on the ground floor. That link's down there, too. Believe me, I don't think he would fuck that up. As always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there as well. That's where we put all the links. That's why I keep saying that. Next week, we're going to be going to 2009, and we're going to check out Friday the 13th, the remake, because that's what happens when it comes out in 2009. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. I've lost my fucking mind. I produce it, and I also experience it.